be the season the long one. The, yeah, long, season preview for the 2020-21 NBA season. Could be a long one. Most of our episodes clock in at about 45 minutes, give or take. I would expect this one to go maybe over an hour, but we'll see. Yeah. Got a lot of, but that's good because it means we're bringing you more content. We've done, you know, more research than we usually do for stuff like this. And um, if you saw the Google Doc that we're working off of now, you would definitely agree. Um, But we're going to dive right back, right into it. What we're going to do today is how we're going to structure this is we're going to do um, we're going to go through the East seeds that we think in order um, all the way one through 15. Obviously, we'll talk about the teams at the top a little bit more than the ones at the bottom. We'll do the same thing for the West. We'll go through our award picks. Um, we decided not to do all NBA teams. Um, could be coming if we decide to do it. But um, for now, we're just going to do this, the six or seven major awards, and then we'll do um, – the playoff predictions for both conference, both conferences and the finals, of course. So, but um, with no further ado, let's hop right into our East seeding predictions. I believe we both have the Bucks at the top. Yes, we do. Uh, I think this was pretty pretty obvious, at least for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I I think there there could be an argument for the Nets just blowing everyone out of the water if if you think KD can come back. You know, they say he's at somewhere in the 90s. I think that's what Steve Nash is quoting. Like, that's like an MVP season. Yeah, that's like an MVP season. Like, he's the best player in the league again. And and you have Kyrie and KD not missing any time would be, like, assumptions for that. Giannis is not someone who has that sort of injury history that both of those guys do. Um, And we liked what the Bucs did in the offseason. We talked about this. Um, we talked about this a couple times, but, um, you know, the holiday edition helps them defend those teams at the top of the East that have elite guards like the Nets, like the Celtics, um, and like the Heat a little bit. Yeah. Um, they lose George Hill. They lose Wesley Matthews, but they, they gain. Wesley Matthews, I think, is, is a pretty big loss. Yeah, he's that. a big loss. I, I, I do think um, I'm expecting DiVincenzo to sort of develop a little more. Right now he's sort of known as this, like, defensive a person who adds a lot of defensive value but from what i've seen of him he's he's an underrated shooter and um i think he his feel for the game is already at a super high level and i think if he can improve his finishing and maybe more of the off-ball defense um that could go a long way for them and augustine is sort of a nice stop yap addition for I love Augustine. Yeah, he, yeah. he's the one that, that that you just sort of trust in running and running an offense and knowing where to where to go. Um, and he's been a guy in the league for years and years and years that's known how to do that. Yeah, and I think the the Wesley Matthews loss is yeah. A like you said, Divincenzo kind of comes in is probably gonna be able to at least kind of fill that gap a little bit. Um, I think they they pick up. Tory Craig, who could be a bigger addition than people think. Um, I think he'll find himself some playing time, especially when he started going up against the Heats of the world, uh, the Celtics, uh, a lot of wings, and I think you really need good wing defenders. Um, and so Tory Craig could find himself a good spot there. And uh, Brent Forbes could be an interesting addition off the bench. Um, I, I think this team is probably a little bit less deep than it has been in past few years, but uh, Forbes brings a little bit of shooting. Um, just in uh, off the bench, so I think that could go a long way. And another thing is, um, Brooke Lopez sort of had a down year in his shooting numbers. Um, 
last year and throughout the bubble, he was not as effective um, with his sort of pick and pop threes and trailing threes game that we saw so much of in the 2018, 2019 season, especially in the playoffs. Um, And if you, if you think that some of that can come back to him, um, that's an underrated sort of um, ad that they can have to their success. And he, he's a great interior defender. Um, Him paired with Giannis is always going to be really hard to score on. And I think just Giannis, you know, committing to this team for the long term. It was the main topic of our episode last week. But um, I think that does actually motivate him a little more because this is the group that he's actually bought into and he's proven it with signing that deal. Um, and this is certainly an exciting time to be a Bucks fan. It's exciting to be on that team. Um, you know, like you said, they're not as deep as they were before, but I think the, the top talent is a little better. You would expect... I don't think Giannis is going to regress. Um, it'd be hard to see. It'd be hard to see where that comes from. Um, yeah, it's not like his shooting is going to get worse because he's not like streaky. He's not like a volume guy from three or anything. So you expect that to only go up. Maybe he gets a little bit better on defense. Um, and yeah, I think I think they're the pretty clear number one seed. Yeah, I think that you know in the playoffs you might need Giannis to be a little bit better. Um, you know, just by himself uh, in terms of finding sort of a counter. And I, I've seen that kind of float around the league as well, that, you know, I think the pieces around him now are enough to win. Um, I don't think that is a complaint anymore. I don't think even that could have been a complaint last year. Um, I think it, it's up to him now. And he's, like you said, bought into this team. I think that helps everybody else. Everybody else knows that this is where he's going to play. Um, you know, everyone's fighting for the championship. Uh, you're not really looking for personal stats. You're not looking to, you know, if you're in a contract year, you're still, you still know that Giannis is going to be there. Well, the um, guy so is think, back-to-back MVPs, so he's right. Um, he 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 can do that with just like half a sleep. He can put up those type of numbers, and yeah, um, and he he's obviously buying into the long-term team success here, so. That's a positive, and they should they should come out with the one seed. Who who do you have for the two seed in the East? Uh, I have Boston. I know. I think you put it in Miami. Okay, I had Boston for a while, and okay, explain your your love for Boston, and then I'll counter it. Uh, what is my love for Boston? I, I think part of it is that I don't love some of these other teams in the East quite as much. Okay. Um, I think Tatum and, and Brown have definitely been trending in the right direction uh, the last few years, and I think Tatum is is really – I mean, it, it seems like he is going to make another jump um, this year in the regular season. Uh, I think he could end up being a top-ten player in the NBA by the end of the season if he's not already there. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the team really didn't lose a whole lot. Uh, I think Wanamaker leaving kind of leaves them in a weird bench situation. Uh, and I think that their, you know, center needs are still a little bit of a problem. Uh, but, you know, you're going to need one of, you know, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Ojale to make a jump of some sort um, to kind of get the bench unit uh, up to where, they probably need it to be in order to get a second seed. But uh, I, I think this really comes down to uh, they don't have as many of the problems that I can see some of these other teams running into uh, Brooklyn with their defense. I think Boston's defense is fine. Uh, Miami, it just in terms of having a short off season, I don't know how much they're going to be resting people. Um, injuries could potentially be a concern there as well. Um, and then with Philly, I think that Philly is going to need some time just to kind of figure things out with uh, a lot of new pieces there. 
Um, so I think Boston with the continuity, uh, I like them for the two seed. I I agree with your points, especially on the defensive side. I think the addition of Tristan Thompson um, is sort of being underrated by a lot of people who were talking about this. Um, he's someone that not only is going to be a great offensive rebounding presence for them, but he's a switchy defender. Um, he's shown the ability in some of these finals matchups with the Cavs and Warriors to be able to guard um, the likes of even Steph Curry for limited stretches. Very athletic. Very yeah, very athletic. He's and that leads me to saying that there could be a case that Boston could have the best defense in the league. When you go down the roster, um, yeah, there's problems with Kemba. I'm going to get to that in a second, but um, you have you could throw out a lineup that's that's smart Brown, Tatum, um, Grant Williams, and Tristan Thompson, and that's not even really going deep into their bench. You still have Ojale on there, who you mentioned. Um, that's a, that's always been a good defensive player. So I think their, their defense is going to be elite. Um, it, the question is, can they guard those big um, big guys like Embiid and the Bam. Bam of the world, um, Bam as well. Bam sort of ate their lunch in the last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and that was, that was a big problem for them. That was probably ultimately the reason why they, lo- they lost that series beyond even the Hayward injury and some of the offensive problems they had at the end of the games. But, um, yeah, I'm – I have them at th- I have them at three, so I'm not much lower on them than you are. I had them at two up until last night, actually, um, and I sort of looked in looked into into the Kimba injury more. And there's a report from Brad Stevens that says he's like still a ways away from being ready. He's sort of doing one on one stuff in practice, which is not as encouraging sign. But um, I, I love the Thompson signing, and I think Tice is pretty underrated. He was someone who like played Siakam in the bubble um, yeah. and was there making big plays for them. He it seems like he was just like good for a 15 and 12, like every, every playoff game they had. Yeah. Um, um, and they also have Jeff Teague now, which I mean, like even if Kemba's not fully healthy at the start of the season, I think he comes in and he like plugs the gap at least. He's not like, good, yeah, but like I, he's I, average. I, I, I do think I liked Wanamaker a bit more than most yeah. people. Um, I, I was not a fan of his, and I didn't really believe in him until the playoffs. And then I thought he did some good stuff in that Heat series. Good shooter. He was a great free throw shooter. Um, and, you know, we'll see what Teague has entering sort of the end of his career, it seems like. Um, he's been a, he's been a journeyman for the past, I don't know, four or five years. Um, but we'll see what he has to offer. I, I, I do think that Tatum having, an, having a leap like he did last season is – pretty unlikely but it may not have to be as big of a leap as he did last year because last year it was like obvious when it was happening you yeah he yeah. some of the moves he was doing the step back threes and all that him adding a floater would go a long way that's something that's always been missing from his game he sort of he has that like running hook sort of yeah sort of move but the the floater um he doesn't really have yet him off the dribble he's great um and then just just scoring at the end of the games that was something that that he sort of struggled with in that Heat series. Um, if he can, if he can make strides there, I think that would go a long way, especially in the playoffs. Any more from any more on the Celtics from you? Uh, I'll, I'll get to some more stuff, I guess, once we start talking more about the playoffs. But uh, yeah, that's, that's most of the stuff that I had on, on the Celtics. Um, I, I think Brown. I'm interested in seeing what he does this year because it felt like in the playoffs he kind of regressed to being more of just like a catch and shoot guy and like. 
catch it in the corner and attack off the catch. Um, so I don't know if he has more to his game than that. Um, I really thought that he would. Um, he's obviously still an incredible defender. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does on the offensive side of the ball uh, this year. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can get to this when we talk about the playoffs too, but um, Marcus Smart came out, like, really hot in a lot of those games, yeah. three, um, especially against Toronto. And um, that was something that was just weird because it, it happens like, four games in a row. And if that's sustainable, then great, but I don't believe that it is. Um, that's that's more of a playoffs discussion, but I just thought that was something to add. Um, the two seed that I had was the Heat. Um, this is a team that you were notorious. I last year. High on last year. <laughs> you, you had them in the finals. You had them winning the finals. You were all in. If you if you would have gambled on that, like, but it's the time that you like had the prediction, which was like the literal beginning of like the bubble like experience. Oh yeah, oh, you were yeah. All in. So, um, oh man, yeah, you, like, credit to you there. Um, I Thank think you. Thank you. I think that people are a little lower on the heat. There's a lot of um, feeling from teams, front offices, that the bubble run was a little bit of a fluke. I mean, we'll see how true that is. There's really no way to predict that. Um, yeah. I, I do think that when you look at their roster, pretty much everything that we liked about them is coming back. Um, except for Crowder. Except for Crowder, but you add Bradley to defend yeah. the point guards, which was a problem for them. And that means less shaky Kendrick Nunn minutes, which, which especially in the finals, which was not great. Um Duncan Robinson and Bam both improved in a big way, like over the course of the year and even over the course of the bubble, um, especially Bam in the bubble. Just like like I talked about earlier, um, him with the the sort of face-up game in the last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals um, that destroyed the Celtics. If he's at that level, um, I, I could see them being the best team in the East. Um, you've got Jimmy, obviously, proved himself to be a top 10 player in the finals. I think that's unquestionable when you look at what he did um, going up against LeBron and AD with, you know, two, uh, two out of their three best players injured. Um, Crowder, Crowder, the Crowder loss is big. Um, I'm not going to deny that. His shooting and defense were huge in the Milwaukee series. Um, and he, he's someone like that can just come out and hit four threes in a quarter and make a big impact. Um, but the Heat have a lot of guys like that. And if you think Hero can get a little bit better, if you think Bam and Robinson can get a little bit better, um, that can go a long way for them. So I, I had them second, but I agonized over this this top <laughs> four or five in the East, um, and I did the same thing with the West. But what are your? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to predict. Um, I have the Heat down at four, um, but I mean, I, I like a lot of the same things that uh, you kind of talked about, and. A lot of things that I talked about last year, um, you know, before the bubble really started, um, I think Harkless coming in for Crowder, um, it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that that role. I think he is a little bit worse than Crowder is on both sides of the ball. I don't think he's going to be as explosive of a shooter, um, and, and especially defensively. I mean, Crowder really, really impressed me um, last year, and I think he really, like, made a case as being one of the, like, elite, you know, top five, six guys in the NBA uh, at being a wing defender last year. 
Um, the only guy that he really struggled against uh, defending was Middleton, but like Middleton was pretty much lighting everybody up on the heat. Um, and, and I think that is a loss that goes a long way, especially when you think about how much older Iguodala is getting now. Um, his shooting has always been a little bit streaky. Um, and, and I think that is where I felt that they had the biggest like matchup advantage over some of these guys like Boston and Milwaukee, which I think they lose out when you're losing Crowder. Um, and I don't think Harkless can kind of just come in and fill that slot. Uh, I don't think so either. Um, I, yeah. And, and so that's where my main problem lie, uh, lay. Uh, Avery Bradley coming in, I think helps a lot. Um, and maybe that kind of swings the defense enough uh, in terms of kind of the guard play and limiting, you know, Drew Holiday, limiting Kemba. Um, maybe that salt, like makes up for losing Crowder. Um, I just really, I struggled getting over that. Um, I really did. Um, and, and that is probably the main reason that I have them a little bit lower. Um, I, I just, you know, that plus the fact that I think they'll probably rest a little bit more than some of these other teams in the East. Um, they had the shortest offseason out of any team in the East. Um, and so I think that they will probably be a little bit more likely to rest, especially with Dragic a little bit older, um, Jimmy just being tired. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, in the playoffs, I, I think it might be a whole different game, but uh, and I think they might go out and add somebody as well. Uh, I think P.J. Tucker would be a great addition for them. I think P.J. Tucker would be a great addition for the Nets. Um, even for Boston, I don't think it would hurt to get him if they could, which I don't think they have the space to make, um, be able to do that. Um, and then the other thing that I want to talk about with the Heat, uh, was Hero and Nunn. Um, and I think that I'm more so, uh, interested in how Nunn makes his progression because I, I don't think Hero is more likely to play without Dragic. Like Hero's not really a proper point guard in my eyes. Um, Kendrick Nunn can be. Um, and I'll be interested to see how he does. Uh, last year, they were both very, very good in the playoffs with like when they were playing with Dragic, uh, positive players. Without Dragic, I think they were both negative players. Uh, none was less so. So I think Hero really does need to play with Dragic, at least for the time being. Um, none might end up being the backup point guard, um, especially once we get to the playoffs. So I'll be interested to see if like he can actually provide meaningful minutes because now like he really will have to. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the point on none, I was a little hard on him, but just because he was getting lit up on defense and playoffs, but he was, he had a great season. Um, he was in contention for rookie of the year after going undrafted. So, um, and then another thing we didn't mention is their draft pick, uh, precious, um, escapes me, but, uh, he, he's someone who sort of embodies that heat culture. Um, that's, you know, the hard work, the checking the body fat before each practice, the conditioning that they do. Um, he could be someone um, as an addition, he could be an additional defender for them. And uh, yeah, but I think we've, I think we spent enough time in the heat. Um, your third seed is Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have a ton of stuff on Brooklyn. Um, I think they're pretty, uh, like, it's a pretty simple equation for them. Uh, like we talked about with uh, KD kind of being at his best, which, I mean, in, in the you know, preseason, it looked like he was maybe not athletically there, but, like, I don't think his game really relies much on athleticism as some of these other guys. Um, 
I mean, he can shoot pretty much over any defender in the world right now, I think. Um, and I don't think that that's going to change this year. Um, so I think depending on how good KD is uh, and obviously how he and Kyrie mesh, which I think should be fine because they're both like really more so isolation players than anything. And I don't think KD isolations are going to take a hit because of Kyrie. Um, I think they'll share the ball. And I think Kyrie has a lot of respect for KD um, more so than maybe he had respect for some of the young guys on Boston. Um, and so I think that relationship will work itself out. Um, defense is, is a problem, you know, and I don't think there's any way to really sugarcoat it for them. Um, they had one of the worst defenses uh, in the NBA last year. Um, and uh, they, yeah, they leaked a lot of points. And that's not really going to change with any of the pickups that they made this past offseason. Um, and, and I think that they, they like need to go out and get somebody before the trade deadline. Um, PJ Tucker is the guy that I think is going to be the guy uh, like that someone gets in the East um, just because I think Houston will probably try and blow it up at some point in the season. Um, if that doesn't happen though, then I could see Brooklyn slipping a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, the, the defense is a big problem for me. I have them fifth. I, I do think that they're going to get lit up. Um, offense obviously is going to be fun. Um, you have Kyrie, you have KD and Kyrie. You have them working with Joe Harris, and between those three, those are three of the most high volume three point shooters in the league. Um, so that'll be fun to watch how they sort of set each other up. The only plus defenders on this team are probably Bruce Brown and Tyler Johnson, each of whom are not going to get a lot of minutes. Um, so that's an issue. Karis LeVert is not someone as a plus defender. If he can come off the bench for them and be a sixth man, I think that would go a long way. Um, that was something that uh, I think Kevin O'Connor was talking about in his um, preview for the ringer. Um, he, he's someone that if he could buy into sort of becoming the secondary scorer, because last year he was sort of the, the, the guy for the Nets in the bubble um, and got them to the eighth seed, which is – which was somewhat impressive considering how many how many guys they had just either opt out or be injured in the bubble. Um, Kyrie and Durant have the injury history. That's probably the biggest reason why I'm bumping them down to fifth. Um, I do think it's 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 asking a lot to not expect them to have a, not expect either of them to miss like two weeks during the season for some random injury. KD does look great. He looks a little better with his quickness than I think most people expected. Um, and he, he's someone, I think, I think honestly, they're playing, they're playing the Warriors tonight. I think he's going to light them up. Um, and I'm, I'm much more excited for that game than I am, than I am the Lakers Clippers one, because we've yeah. seen that so many times. Um, and I don't think Paul George is playing either, but, uh, um, yeah. So that's my thoughts on the nets. Um, like we said, not a lot there. Um, They've got two of the best closers in the league, two of the best scorers in the league, and their offense will be fun. That's that's that'll be a fun team to watch, no matter the result. But uh, who do you have fourth? Uh, I have Miami fourth. Okay, okay, I'll I'll do mine. So yeah, you got to go through your three and four. Yeah, yeah. I have the Raptors fourth. Um, this is they were somewhat disappointing last year, at least in the bubble. I did have. I was pretty confident that they would come out come out on top versus the Celtics. I did not count on um, Stiakum having one of the worst stretches of his career. 
um, and just shooting horribly and not being able to do anything other than like a post spin move. Um, they're a team with a lot of um, organizational power and knowledge. They have widely considered the best coach in the NBA and Nick Nurse. Um, they have a great player development um, staff. Their draft pick, Malachi Flynn, has looked great in the preseason. Um, Terrence Davis is sort of on and off. Those are those are some of the young guys they have. Chris Bouch- Chris Boucher um, looked good in limited time last year, but the, he could play a lot this year. Yeah, he he should have more opportunity this year with the loss of Gasol and Ibaka. But um, they're bringing Baines in. That could make their defense even better than it was. They're they're going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, I do think Gasol's defense is a loss. Um, Abaka, Abaka, I think is, was honestly became more of an offensive asset for them. Um, in that Celtics series, especially when we were both screaming at nurse to put in him over Gasol and essentially bench Gasol, um, cause he was not playing well, but, um, I think I'm, I'm counting on Ananobi to improve a little bit. Um, I think he can become like a true lockdown defender. Um, like we've seen, not not quite in the likes of Kawhi, but you know, sort of following that same model. Um, and last year, people were lower on them after losing Kawhi in the offseason. They had a ton of injuries last year. They're, if their injury luck is that bad, I could totally see them, you know, being even the seventh seed. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm guessing it's not going to be that bad because last year it was horrible, and they were still the second seed. So um, I trust this team to sort of. Um, outplay their expectations here a little bit and i have them slotted at fourth and i'm hoping i'm hoping uh, siakam can sort of become a more of a ball handler on the pick and roll and sort of have van vliet working off the catch um because i think early in the season last year they they had siakam bringing the ball up more and it was just him going downhill is pretty devastating he's super long and can drop fouls underrated passer i think so I, I like to see more of that. Um, there's likely to be less spacing for this team because of losing Abaka and Gasol. Baines is a decent shooter. I think he's not quite on the level as those two were. So, not as consistent. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to need um, Siakam to attack a bit more, but I, I trust um, the coaching to sort of emphasize that. So, um, Yeah, so I, I had Toronto down at six. Um, I actually didn't feel as good about them as you do. Um, I, I really, a lot of this came down to uh, Gasol and Ibaka leaving, and I think I'm a little bit less high on Aaron Baines than you are. Um, I really don't think that he can kind of fill in what either of those guys did um, as consistently. I think there's a pretty big drop-off there. Um, he is a really solid player, and like I, he obviously played for the Suns last year, so I watched a lot of him playing. Um, and, and like he does a really good job in terms of like like he did a really good job in terms of filling in for Aiton when Aiton was missing. But like there is a significant drop off. Uh, there's you know a reason that we kind of let him go. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I think that a large part of what made them so successful was that spacing, uh, which Ibaka and Gasol provided, which I don't think Baines does quite as good a job of. Um, and I think that, you know, they were, I think, the second best defense in the NBA last year. Um, I think that goes down, probably slips out of the top five this year. 
Um, and if that happens, then I think that they do slip a little bit more um, in, in just what is an extremely tight uh, Eastern Conference this year. Um, I don't think they got a whole lot worse. I just think that that little slide when, you know, the teams around them, Philly, Miami, are, are getting better or staying the same. Um, I just think it's hard for them to, to hold on to that. that. I think they won like 53 games last year um, in a shortened season. And I just, I can't see that happening. <laughs> I I think some of their, their issue of having to play um, Lowry and Van Vliet sort of, heavy, heavy minutes is going to be um, taken care of a little bit by Malachi Flynn. Um, I, I think he's he's uh, good enough to sort of run the second unit um, more than some of their other backup point guard options have been in the past. Um, Throwing Matt Thomas, too. Yeah, Matt fun. Thomas. Well, he's like – isn't he like a four? Is he a four? I thought he was like a two, right? I don't know what he is. I, he's tall and shoots threes as well. But, um, yeah, I, I I think an underrated piece of them that I probably should have factored in more is their home court is essentially gone um, for this yeah. season. They're going to be playing in Tampa Bay with zero fans. And when, when Toronto is rocking, it's one of the best home courts, if not the best advantages in the NBA. Um, and we'll see if things – adjust for the playoffs if we're able to have fans um, that would go a long way for them but that's a, that's not a regular season discussion it looks like so um, who do you have I'm assuming you have the Sixers fifth then yeah who do you have a four four I have the Raptors okay who do you have a five then Nets Nets are fifth okay Nets are fifth okay yeah so I have the Sixers at fifth um, I, I honestly, I wrote it in the doc. I'm slowly falling in love with this team, man. Um, I really like these guys. Uh, I really love what Maury has done, um, this off season and kind of bringing more of an identity to this team and, and kind of immediately addressing what was probably their biggest problem, uh, was facing the floor. And, um, I think that Seth Curry and Danny Green are huge acquisitions. I think Seth Curry, uh, maybe even more so just in terms of the shooting that he provides and not just shooting, but um, I know that your guy, Nikias, uh was uh, really high on him because of the sort of handoff, <laughs> the sort of uh, handoff, uh, handoff looks that he can kind of provide. Um, and, and he's going to have a fun time playing with Embiid off those. Uh, you could probably even throw Simmons into some of those. Um, and I think that uh, that will be fun to see. I think Danny Green, um, I, I think we've touched on his inconsistencies. Uh, he can still shoot the ball. So, I think, we're, I think um, both of us are generally Danny Green believers. Yeah, I, I think more so than, than maybe other people around the NBA um, are sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and he's still a really good defender. So uh, I, I think at the very least, he gives you a really solid uh, defensive output. And I think that's going to go a long way. Um, I am a little bit maybe worried about the um, depth of this team and how good that bench unit really is going to be. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is a bit of a toss-up. Not really sure how good Shake Milton is going to be this year. Um, I think you had in your doc that, you know, Matisse Tybal, how how, how can he improve on the offensive end? Well, I like Um, Tybal. Yeah. I think there's questions. I think the questions are more about Isaiah Joe at this point, who they took and yeah. who was their first round draft pick. Maxi has yeah. been somewhat of a fan favorite already. Um, yeah. 
limited. Pre- fun to watch. Yeah, Corkmaz, you know, he's he, he gets hot and cold off the bench. Um, sure. I think the non non Embiid minutes are going to be shored up a lot better by Dwight than they were with like the guys they were passionate together with last year and even the year before, the likes of Greg Monroe. You saw some Boban. Um, yeah. I think uh, Dwight does a better job than either of those two. But they this is this is a team that finally prioritized prioritized shooting with Maury. Um, that can go a long way for them. Steph, Seth Curry is – this is not even hyperbole to say that he's one of the best shooters in NBA history if you just look at the numbers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Danny Green is someone who can still get hot and hit those corner threes. Um, yeah, and then Tybal getting better as a shooter. Um, it's possible. I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't – I don't even think that's a big of a deal. I think he's so, he's so amazing on defense. Um, yeah. yeah. Him with Simmons – by by themselves is terrifying um oh my god yeah yeah this is team i i tend to be very excited about the sixers too and i'm sort of tempering my own expectations here <laughs> um a little bit since i was ve- i remember i was very high on them like early bubble um and i was very high on them at the beginning of last year too when they basically went like big um defense oriented i think i had them making the finals if not winning um so i'm 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 Scaling back on that, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, team that depending on matchups can do a lot of damage in the playoffs. Um, they have a lot of guys who are going to be problems for other teams. So um, yeah, I, I had. I mean, like they'll have some interesting lineups too. Um, I know I kind of pointed out uh, Simmons, Milton, uh, Seth Curry, Tobias, and Dwight might be interesting. Uh, I think they ran a similar sort of deal, um, but they had Horford. Um, I think running the five in those sets. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how impactful Dwight really is. I don't know how much you really play Dwight with Simmons, um, just because they kind of will take up similar spaces on the floor. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to like at least experiment with um, and kind of see how that works out. Uh, Simmons seems a little bit more willing to, to shoot the ball now. Um, so steps. that might help. What's up? Maybe steps. Maybe steps, yes. Um, but uh, every little bit helps. Um, so, I th- yeah, I, there are a lot of different things that Doc Rivers can experiment with. Um, and, you know, uh, that in and of itself is a big hire. Um, getting Doc, uh, I, I don't know how much it will go to changing the culture over there, but uh, I, I think it's positive. Yeah, I, I think he – I mean, he can't be worse than Brett Brown. Um, yeah pretty clear and even with his shortcomings in that nugget series with the whole Zubats versus uh Harold debacle and all of that that was the only one of the one of the things that he got wrong but that was definitely the biggest one and I think Brett Brown has had more failures than him overall just to sort of like making an offense the past like four years um uh yeah you know, I, I think that Doc is someone who can maybe motivate the players a little bit more than Brown was able to connect with them a little bit better, um, especially in Bede and Simmons. So, yeah, that's a, that's a team that, depending on matchups, could could cause some damage in the East. Um, seventh, I believe we both have the Pacers. Yes. So that is the one team that everyone's pretty solid is going to be the seventh seed. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think that – they showed they showed a lot in the bubble. Um, they did get swept by the Heat, but Warren came in lights blazing. Um, 
That's another thing. Expression. Lights blazing. Lights out. Yeah, lights. <laughs> I don't know. There's 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 something where you say blazing, but yeah. Um, so he was he was someone who lit it up as a scorer. Um, they missed um, Sabonis in the bubble uh, pretty badly. He's probably their best player. Yeah. Oh yeah. How you look at it, I don't think Oladipo is quite to that level. Um, no. And the issue the issue with the Pacers lies with Oladipo. Um, he he's expressed wanting to leave. There's that weird story where he's like asking other players like while they're like basically like while they're playing the other team if he can like come play with them um he's clearly not happy no matter what he says um the nate mcmillan firing made not a lot of did not make a lot a lot a lot of sense to me um i thought he he did pretty well all things considered um people forget like how they almost won both each of the first two games that celtics first round series um uh, in the 2019 playoffs, uh, every single they got what swept by the Heat, but I'm pretty sure every single game was like oh one, yeah, one, all the games were close, like five points yeah. in the fourth quarter at some um, point. <laughs> this is a team with like a like a like a low ceiling, low floor, which is like, <laughs> impossible. But like oh, you know, I don't think I don't see them getting above the sixth seed, and I don't see them like. It, like that's kind of it. Like I, I could, like I could see them getting injured again and just kind of derailing. But um, yeah. Oh god. Um, no, nah, I mean, like, yeah. It's, I think Sabonis is going to be the, the main factor for this team. Um, they're not the most exciting team in the world uh, to look at. They really just aren't. Um, T.J. Warren could be if his scoring is like what it was in the bubble, but like that, I don't think that's possible to replicate. Um, and yeah, Savonis has been uh, trending up like literally every year that he's been in the NBA. Uh, if he continues that sort of linear progression, um, then yeah, I mean, like you could see this is a guy that could be dropping like 22, 13 rebounds and like five assists a game, um, which is like all NBA category. So like this is, I think that's in reach for him. Um, <laughs> we'll see. What's up? He's a lot like Jokic. He's like a triple double. Yeah, player. good passer. I think the passing probably like yeah, the passing's not at that level, but like it could get there. Um, I think the rebounding is probably better. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. It's a team that like you. It'll be interesting to watch what happens and maybe if they get some cool piece back in the Oladipo trade. But like otherwise, it's just. Yeah, like not not the most exciting team in the world. Uh, should be a seven seed. Not a lot of people who want Oladipo, by the way. Right, and that's the other thing. Like, like the Bucks were looking at him. The, I think the Mavs had some interest. Yeah, there's not been like, a lot. I don't. Of- yeah, so I don't know. Um, they could just be stuck with him, and I mean, if if he plays well, then yeah, I mean. The sad thing is, their ceiling really is the seven seed. I don't think that they can go much higher. Yeah, like there's like, no team in the top six that we mentioned that I like could even see them beating in a playoff series. So yeah, I just don't, I just don't see it. Um, they're kind of stuck yeah. in a perpetual level of like suck. That's like not yeah, um, like make the playoffs, but like that's it. Yeah, and they really have no one like they have like young exciting talent, but there's no like really young exciting talent. 
Yeah. Like Miles Turner and I think Sabonis are both 24. Yeah. Like Miles Turner, I feel like we've talked about. Excited about. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, and like Miles Turner, I feel like we talk about every single year, but like he never actually makes the jump. Yeah. It's just like you got to show it, man. You got to become like <laughs> yeah. a like, shooter and defensive player. It's just not happening yet. All right. Who do you have at eighth? I have Washington. Okay. Let's, let's hit them first. So Washington first? Okay. Oh, who do you have? I'm curious. I, I have Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's the Westbrook factor um, at the end of the day. Uh, I think that's about as guaranteed of a top eight seed as you can get. Um, I would normally say that's a playoff spot, but obviously with the play-in game, um, who knows? But uh, I think, yeah, Westbrook is going to have uh, fun on this team, to be quite honest with you, because uh, they have spacing. Uh, Thomas Bryant can kind of shoot. Uh, and I mean, Bert Hans is a very, very good shooter. Um, and yeah, Bradley Beal uh, shot 38% on cat and shoot threes last year. Um, he didn't, I think he took a lot of like pull up threes and like he yeah. was well, like, yeah, the main option last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 38% on cat and shoot threes. He's probably going to get a little bit more space with Westbrook on the floor um, attacking. And uh, Denny Adia is kind of like a weird question mark right now. I don't really know. How good he's going to be? Not a lot. It's it's very uh, yeah, very murky for him. Yeah, like, um, I guess, I, like before he did the workouts, like yeah, not the quite level of player, but like that's like the perception where he's kind of just like this mystery man, and no one really knows what to think. Yeah, um, I don't think he's that good of a shooter, but like he could be. Um, so like I, I really don't know what to think about him. Uh, Rui coming back, I think, will have fun playing with Westbrook uh, to a degree. He can't really shoot that well, um, but you could see some interesting, like, pick-and-roll type actions with Rui and Westbrook, um, and I think they can probably make something work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have Westbrook, uh, you're probably going to make a top-eight seed, um, especially in the East, so uh, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, um, obviously they're going to be able to score a lot. Um, Westbrook, if, if nothing is a great player in the spread pick and roll, um, either driving all the way to the rim or passing out to some shooters. And they have a lot of good shooters on this team. Um, Bertans is someone who, um, had a great year last year shooting like deep threes. Like, like when you think of like deep threes, you think like Lillard, logo Lillard, you think Steph in his heyday. Um, Bertans is like right there. He's. He's shooting from like five or six feet behind the line, like pretty routinely. Um, and he's someone who can sort of step in and make those a big, at a high rate. Um, and then there's Beal, obviously. Um, Cassius Winston is someone who was fantastic in college for Michigan State. Um, and he, and Washington took them, took him sort of under the radar. Um, he's, he's a sort of a pure point guard. He's, sort of underrated athletically. He's not the biggest guy, um, but he, he can make some things happen for them. We talked, you talked about um, Denny uh, Advija, yeah. however you say it, but yeah, yeah. Um, he's, we don't really know what to expect from him, but uh, the, the problem here is the defense. Um, once again, it's going to be pretty bad. Their best defensive player, I would say is probably Robin Lopez, who they just signed. <laughs> That's not good. That's not a greatest endorsement that you're going to hear from me. Um, but 
you know, Westbrook and Beal, it'd be super fun. Um, this will be a great League Pass team if you actually buy League Pass, which you shouldn't. Um, don't, don't do that, yeah. Because it doesn't even work. But yeah, that, that'll be a fun, entertaining team. A lot like the next team that we're going to talk about, which is Atlanta. Um, Atlanta sort of went all in on offense over the offseason. They took um, Gallinari from OKC. They got um, Bogdanovic from Sacramento, two great shooters, two guys that are not great on defense. Um, Reddish and Hunter can improve of the two. I would probably look for Reddish to be the better player overall. Yeah, he ended last season on a high. So Yeah, he's someone who's a lot of potential offensively. And then Hunter is kind of like your 3 and D, but not with a lot of three. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, he's like in the Ojale mold for me a little bit on the Celtics, but obviously better, but better shooter. But um, it, that was a weird pick when it happened in the draft two years ago. I just never really got that one. Um, it was like sort of a boring um, selection there. Um, people forget they still have Clint Capella because he played like two games before the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got traded That's kind of huge. before, um, and he's he's still he's still a guy who has a lot of value. Um, Dude, yeah, Trey and like Capella pick and rolls, like that's fine. Yeah, like Capella is a lot. Capella is a lob threat, if nothing. Um, he's good on defense, and um, they have Collins, who was suspended for a lot of last year. Same guy who said he wanted a max contract. Um, I did not envision that happening. I went so far as to say I would eat my toenail if that happened. Um, so, and he didn't. He didn't get an extension offer. A lot of guys got extensions um, on Monday, and he did not. So, uh, I, I don't think he's getting max. So I think I'm safe. But uh, what else? What else? What else? They have. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this, but Okongwu. Um, out of USC was their first round pick. He was a, he was a safe pick. Um, at least that's what the general discussion was on him. He's a, he could be, he could get some center minutes. If you think, if you look, if you think about their front court, it's actually pretty good. You've got Collins, Capella, Gallinari, and uh, a Kongwu. Um, yeah. And you can play Gallinari instead of Capella. If you want to go a little bit smaller. Yeah. If you want to go offense defense, you have a lot of options there. Um, and then they, they also picked up uh, Chris Dunn and who yeah. is, who is all defense, no offense. So <laughs> I guess that was just a, a anti-tray. Yeah. A little cat. Yeah. It is the anti-tray because Trey is a scarecrow. Um, so yeah, this is, it's a lot like Washington here. They have a lot of offense. I think a little. I think actually they have a little bit less defense than Washington does, but um, probably a little more offense. Um, they're going to be fighting for a play-in spot. If if they play in the play-in game, it's going to be insane. Um, I can't even imagine. Dude, what this- my prediction: I think I have Atlanta and Washington playing in like the final play-in game, and I think like that's going to be like 133, 131. Type that game. might be low. Like it could be like yeah, like that might be low. Because <laughs> uh, there was that Rockets Wizards game where it went to like yeah 155, 152 or something. Oh my uh, god, yeah. Uh, who is your tenth seed? And we can wrap up uh, East after this. Yeah, I have uh, Orlando. Um, I think that uh, th- them losing Augustine hurts a little bit. Um, he was just kind of like a stabilizing force. Uh, but they still have a lot of the guys there that uh, have been getting them to eight seeds in the last few years. Um, we've still got Fournier, Vucevic, Aaron Gordon. Uh, hopefully Gordon's not injured this year. Um, and, and I think that they're 
about as like like they're just the same kind of team that they have been for the last few years. Um, Vucevic, a lot of pick and pops. Um, he can shoot the ball really well. Um, Cole Anthony comes in, which is interesting. Um, I think he could be a really exciting player. You were high on them. I think, yeah. Uh, he was my like dark horse rookie of the year pick. Um, I, I don't think I ended up going with him, but like he is a guy to watch out for. Um, and I think he's going to be able to rack up stats, especially – um, if Fultz does not play quite as well as I guess Orlando is expecting him to play, because they just gave Fultz a lot of money. I think it was yesterday. Um, Three for fifty-four, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess they're all in on Fultz, and they think that he is going to be their starting point guard for the next or for the foreseeable future. Uh, which I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess they think that he can shoot now. His shooting did not impress me a whole lot in the bubble last year, uh, or I guess earlier this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's working on that over the offseason, um, you got Cole Anthony backing him up. Uh, could be kind of a fun team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think they sneak into a playing game just because the rest of the East, man, like, that's – it's not looking good. Yeah. We'll run that at the bottom. Um, tenth, I have the Hornets. Um Lamelo is fun. He's already a great passer. Um, PJ Washington is someone last year who um, was pretty great. Should have made it all rookie. Um, did not. The perimeter defense for them is not a good. It's not good. Um, but you know, it's not good for a lot of teams in the East. So um, Hayward, I was actually pretty concerned about, but it looks like he's playing tomorrow. Which is he really? He like broke his. Am I am I crazy? Like he broke his hand. Like. He broke his finger. Well, it was a finger, right? Is this a finger? I feel like if I broke my finger, it would take me a little while. But I yeah, uh, maybe it's on non shoot. Uh, but I, I, it's it's pretty. Uh, I was I was expecting like him to miss more time, but yeah, they've got the bridges. They've got uh, Graham, who was a great re- was a revelation last year. It's got Rozier um, on one of the worst contracts in the league, but you know, and. Yeah, I have them. I have them just barely making the play-in game. I'm gonna not expect them to win the playoff, the play-in game. But uh, uh, who do you have? Let's just run through the 11 through 15 spots. Well, yeah, I'll say uh, I have Charlotte at 11. I think they can sneak into a playoff game. I have Chicago at 12. I think they can sneak into a playoff game yeah, or a play-in game. Chicago, I, I almost put them in. Yeah, uh, and then Detroit at 13. I think depending on how good Killian Hayes is, maybe a playing game, but, like, that's more of a long shot. Yeah, I think he's going to have to be, like, really good for them to make the play. Yeah, and I think, like, Blake has to come back and, like, be, like, 2018, 2019 Blake uh, or better. So I think I don't Blake's know if that happens. But, yeah, it was probably a little bit. Um, so, we'll see. But I have them 13, and then Cleveland 14, and then the Knicks are just – at the bottom. It's I think we're I think either. we're the same except I have yeah, we're the same except well I have the I have the magic and hornets flipped. I'm assuming you yeah. have Atlanta ninth. You have, you have Atlanta ninth, right? Because we never Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have the same thing except at the end I have Cavs and Knicks flipped. Um okay. I think Toppin might actually be good. Um Ah, uh, that's fair. Isn't he your uh, rookie of the year pick dude? I believe he is, just because I think okay. he's going to put up some numbers. But, okay. That's fine. Okay. So, to recap, um, for me, I've got Bucks 1, Heat 2, Celtics 3, Raptors 4, Nets 5, Sixers 6, 
Seven Pacers, Hawks eight, Wizards nine, Hornets ten. And you have what? I have uh, the Bucks number one, uh, Celtics two, Nets at three, Miami at four, uh, Philly in five, Toronto six, uh, Indiana seventh, Washington eighth, Atlanta ninth, and Orlando tenth, rounding it up. Okay. So those are all the teams that we think could be in the playoffs, depending on how those playing games go. Um, but now we'll move on to the West, which is just as tight or tighter. Um, we both – we actually agree at the top. Um, we both have a yeah. nugget coming in at one. Um, and I'm going to let you lead on why. Um, so I think that Jamal Murray is probably going to have uh, a much better regular season than he did last year. Um, I think he was somewhat underwhelming in the regular season last year, especially compared to how great he was in the playoffs. Um, I think that uh, the confidence from being so good in the bubble will carry over. Uh, I think Jokic, I think we both think that Jokic is going to play at MVP level. Um, and if they grab that one seed, I would not be surprised if he does get MVP. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the rest of the team, I think that they might have done a little bit worse uh, shooting-wise. Uh, I think that's my main worry with them uh, in terms of losing Jeremy Grant. Um, you have Paul Millsap, who's probably an above-average three-point shooter, but, like, he doesn't take a whole lot of them. Well, he's um, also, like, then after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's very old. Um, and, and then, I mean, Gary Harris, can he turn into, like, even an average three-point shooter? Can Will Barton get a little bit better uh, three-point shooting? I think the defense is going to be there. Um, I think, obviously, again, losing Grant, losing Torrey Craig doesn't help defensively, um, especially against some of, uh, you know, against LA, both LA teams. Um, I don't think it helps. But uh, I think that they have enough back, and I think that they're going to get the kind of progression that they need from guys like MPJ off the bench. Um, you still have Monte Morris, who's a very good uh, backup point guard. Um, and, and I think that's going to be enough for a one seed. Um, I really do think it just comes down to how good Jamal Murray really ends up being. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of a believer in him right now, so I think they'll lock it up. Yeah, um, I, Jamal Murray and Mitchell uh, on Utah were guys that really stepped it up in the bubble. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm expecting both of those uh, – both of those improvements to be real. Um, the defense stuff that you were talking about, I think, is going to rear its head in the playoffs. Um, and with and with a lot of teams, the, the a lot of teams in the West resting, which we'll get to um, potentially. The Nuggets are not really known for that. Um, their core is pretty young, um, and Porter Jr. could also have a breakout year. Um, he was someone that had some moments in the playoffs versus the Clippers and even the Lakers a little bit. Um, he could have a breakout season. Uh, Gary Harris just needs to get back to being Gary Harris. Whatever version of himself that we've seen the last two years has just not been good enough. Um, if he can provide value on defense um, like we're used to seeing, um, that could go a long way for them because they, they do need defenders. Um, I think a trade for them, like like you mentioned with the Nets, the same sort of idea. They need they need someone who can stop wings um, in the trade market, and I don't really know who that is right now. But um, someone's going to reveal themselves as being on the block. So that's and they have they they have probably the best assets in the entire league. So I don't I don't think there's going to be a, any issue with them being able to make a trade. Um, 
Uh, two seed, who do you got? Uh, I have the Lakers. Okay, I do too. Um, I'll let you lead on this one. Okay. So, Lakers had maybe the best offseason out of any team. This is pretty unusual for a defending champ, um, I would say. They extend LeBron and AD. They add Schroeder and Harrell and Gasol. Um, they lose Bradley. They lose Dwight. But um, they Taylor and Horton Tucker was a big story in the preseason. I'm not sure how real that is. Um, but I do think he can, he can give them some minutes, um, especially with LeBron and AD resting um, potentially a lot. Um, I had them as the one seed for a while just because I think their defense is going to be so good. But um, – uh, yeah, I think they're going to have a little bit of fatigue and a lot of rest from the finals run. They may be a team that just might like not care like what their seed is. Um, yeah. So they can, I can see them even being as low as like fourth if they're just like really resting LeBron. Um, but I, I do think their defense raises their floor to the point where I have them second. Um, and I think that's probably what you're thinking too. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this might be the best defense in the NBA. Uh, I think Milwaukee might just pit them, but, like, it's going to be really close. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I literally – I wrote, like, they might have actually gotten better somehow, and I don't understand it for a finals team – or for a championship-winning team, um, but they really did get better. Um, you lose Bradley, but, I mean, you get Schroeder back, who is probably a little bit better offensively. Um, you get Wesley Matthews, which I think is going to be oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, like a lineup of like Schroeder, Matthews, LeBron, AD, and Gasol, that's not fun to score on. Um, you could probably throw in KCP in there if you wanted to and take Schroeder out, get a little bit more shooting. Um, and that's scary to deal with as well. Um, so like it's just a really, really tough team to match up against because they have so many ways to just kill you um and i in the in the west at least i think that dallas and the clippers are probably the only two teams that really do match up in some way to the lakers um in a playoff series um mantras coming off the bench uh to me at least that's an upgrade on dwight or javel um so i think that uh, yeah, you lose a little bit of defense, but like you're getting probably a lot more scoring than you would have gotten from either of those guys um, that you let go. So yeah, I mean, I think that this is going to be just a really, really good team. Uh, the rest is really the only reason I don't have them as a number one team. Otherwise, like I think based on paper, they are the best team in the West right now. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't think that's close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clippers are third for me. Um, yeah, same here. Yep. So, hoping for a little bit of a comeback year from Paul George, even if we don't get it. Um, they were a great regular season team last year. Um, ended up with a two seed. Kawhi is still excellent. Um, I think Tyron Lue can connect with um, Paul George and Kawhi better than Rivers probably could. Um, Ibaka is a huge upgrade. Um, over Harrell um, and Zubat, that's going to open up more minutes for Zubat too because um, Abaka plays a lot of four, um, and that was not something that Harrell was really doing. So, 
the issue with them is they don't they never really address their issue at point guard they don't really have somebody to run that um they were looking at rondo but that was someone that the hawks ended up getting which i forgot to talk about earlier but um they they sort of have a hole at point guard maybe that resolves itself in the trade market um i forget who they drafted but uh i don't know the point guard though yeah i don't yeah, this is a team that um, even with Kawhi and Paul George resting, they still have a lot of guys that can score and they should be good on defense. Um, I think I think people have sort of like lowered their expectations on them a little too much um, and are sort of like tossing, oh, they blew the 3-1 lead. It's like, well, yeah, they did. But in the regular season, I don't think that's that's going to matter. Um, they're, they're still going to be winning games and um, – I believe in Kawhi to be his old self and not take steps back. Yeah, plus, like, I mean, people want to talk about the Heat being a fluke, a flukish team. Like, Denver was a fluke year team in my yeah. eyes um, last season. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with most of the stuff you said about, uh, you know, bringing in Lou, I think, helps a lot. Um, bringing in Ibaka, I think, will help a lot in terms of, like, the relationships as well. Um, a little fun fact for you, uh, Kawhi with Ibaka in the fl- on the floor uh, in their season together in Toronto was a plus 6.4 in the regular season and a plus 9.6 in the postseason that year. Um, so they are very, very good together. Um, you can run all sorts of different lineups with them. Uh, you can throw in probably, uh, well, the four-man lineup that I had of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Marcus Morris, and Serge Ibaka is like, you can throw in whatever fifth guy you want in there, and I think that's going to be very successful um, and extremely hard to match up with as well. Um, I think defensively, they probably got better, if anything, uh, this offseason, which uh, is going to help them a lot uh, especially in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, the, uh, the lack of a playmaker, I think is going to hurt them if they don't get somebody for the playoffs. Um, Kawhi Leonard is not like, cannot be your main playmaker. Um, and like ball handler, uh, I think like you need a proper point guard and he's just not it. Uh, so that could hurt them. And, and I don't know, the, the spacing I think is better this year than it was last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I was going back and watching some of like the Toronto, um, like Toronto era Kawhi, and like he just had so much more space to work with on that Toronto team than he did last year with the Clippers. Um, I don't know how much that changes this year with Ibaka. Uh, I think it helps uh, a little bit, uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know what the spacing is going to be like. Uh, but yeah, another really really good. Lineup to watch out for, uh, Beverly, Kawhi, Paul George, uh, Morris, and Zubac. Uh, Kawhi and Zubac playing together was also a very, very big plus for the Clippers last year. Um, obviously, we, you mentioned it earlier how uh, Doc had some issues in terms of who to play uh, last year. And uh, I think this year, if Zubac and Ibaka get minutes, I, like Kawhi is going to do really well with either of them. So it's not really going to matter. Um, so... I'm pretty high on this team. Uh, a little bit more down after watching them play and kind of self-destruct last year, but uh, still, I mean, a very, very talented team. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just need Paul George to bounce back. All right. Uh, who you got at four? I got Utah. I also have Utah. Um, I am very high on Utah. Um, I am, yeah. 
I think that Gobert having that extension is cannot be overstated. Um, they agreed on a number that was between the, the the sort of what the low ball offer would have been and the max. Uh, there were a lot of reports saying he did want the max, but they ended up agreeing on I think four years, two hundred five, um, something around that. But he, he he's he's um, him being unselfish goes a long way. Two hundred five. Five year two hundred five. Yeah. Um, so him passing more, just being unselfish and sort of letting their offense be more oriented around three-point shooting is going to go a long way. Um, it's not like he's in a contract here anymore. So he's got to be – he doesn't have to look to score. He doesn't have to look to sort of like post up and do all this weird shit that he's not really good at anyway. Um, they were the number one team in three-point percentage last year. Um, they're so good from three. Oh, my goodness. So good. Yes, they're amazing from three. You've got Mitchell. You've got – um, Dude, I was looking at uh, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Niang, Royce, Donovan are all like well above average. Yes, you've got all those and guys. Even Conley and Clarkson can hit. Yeah, Conley, Conley's even the guy who can shoot, and uh, Clarkson coming off the bench, they re signed him. So um, ridiculous. That's a team that if they can sort of orient themselves around the three ball a little bit like what the Rockets did, but. Um, Less a less extreme version of it because you still have Gobert shoring up the defense. Um, they'll be a, they'll be great on defense again. Uh, Mitchell was amazing in the bubble. He was probably my favorite player to watch in the playoffs before they got eliminated by uh, Denver, and they almost beat Denver. They're up three one on Denver. Um, really dominated them in games uh, like three and four of that series. Um, yeah, I think if Bogdanovich is there. I don't know if Denver wins yeah, that they series. Had Bogdanovich in the bubble, and he was he was huge for them. He he's a guy who's yeah. He's averaging 20 points a game. Um, and that just adds another shooter. Um, an intriguing question with, with them is should they just move Conley to the bench and have Mitchell play point guard? Um, hard to say because a lot of the discussion around the Conley signing last year is how much he was going to help Mitchell when they were playing together. Um, so we'll see We'll see if that answer sort of reveals themselves itself. But – um, I love watching and rooting for this team. Their off, their half court offense is very fun to watch. They use a lot of misdirection, a lot of screens to set guys up. Ingles is a great passer, um, and they also brought back Favors, um, who was on that team for a while. Who's another good defensive piece for them. Um, yeah, I uh, we'll talk about them when we get to the playoffs. But I'm I'm really excited about this team. Yeah, um, and Conley, I know you kind of mentioned Conley and Mitchell playing together. Um, I mean, they're a plus when they were playing together last year. Um, I think it's still doable. Um, I don't think they have the depth at, like, any position to be able to put Conley on the bench. Like, I don't know who you'd start in place of him. Um, well, you can start, so, start O'Neal. You can start O'Neal with, uh, with Conley, right? Well, you go, you go Mitchell oh. – O'Neal, Ingles, Bogdanovich. Oh, okay, if you start Ingles, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. If you start Ingles, and then you put Gobert. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they'll experiment with it a little bit, but I don't think you can keep Conley on the bench. Um, and, I, yeah, I just don't think they will keep Conley on the bench. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you covered most of it. Like, it's their shooting, man. Like, their shooting is just incredible. And, it, it, like that is going to be scary for any team that faces them. 
Um, and they they like the Nuggets. They have the altitude advantage, with which uh, without any fans could become a little bit of a bigger factor. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like Denver should really really try and get the one seed because their home court advantage actually matters. Yeah, more than anything. Right, so, yeah. Um, who do you have at the fifth seed? I have Portland. Okay, let's 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 hit them. Okay, um, so Portland, uh, they had a really solid offseason. Uh, I think it got hyped up a little bit more than uh, it should have been. Um, I think that I mean they had the twenty seventh ranked regular season defense last year. Uh, Robert Covington, <laughs> yeah, Robert Covington by himself does not like fix all of those problems. Um, I do think that it makes them a probably like a middle of the pack type defensive team. Uh, and I mean, the offense is still there very much. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is probably going to take a step up, if anything. Uh, Dame is going to be an MVP candidate. Uh, CJ is a great secondary scorer. Um, so I don't think the, the offense really took any sort of like backward step. I think everything they did in the offseason took them forward. Um, I think they should comfortably make the playoffs. They shouldn't have to worry about a playing game. Um, whether they're going to finish ahead of Utah, I don't know. Whether they're going to finish ahead of Dallas, I don't know. Um, Phoenix is a sneaky team as well to kind of throw in there. Uh, but I, they should be a top six team in the West. Um, and, I mean, they got some really interesting uh, lineup options now as well when you have uh, Covington in. Uh, I think a large part of it is going to be, is Nurkic going to stay injury-free? Because uh, if he gets injured, then they're in big trouble. Um, Zach Collins needs to stay injury-free as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think we always kind of say it. But, yeah, if Portland is uninjured, this is a very, very, very good team. The, the Blazers are one of the most um, – there's a, there's a wide range of outcomes for them. There's been a wide range of predictions from a lot of media people um, before this, like – like doing the stuff that we're doing, like season previews. There's people saying they'd be the seventh seed, people saying they could the second seed, people being, you know, they're out of playoffs completely. So I think coming, I think, like you said, Covington is sort of overrated as a defender on ball. He's not very good. Um, help defender is amazing. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, they added Giles in the offseason as well. And they added uh, Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat, who admittedly did not. Yeah, I forgot about him. him. But he's a defensive piece that can um, do some positive things for them. You have Dame, might be the best pick and roll player in the league. Um, you saw in some of those games that they were uh, sort of fighting for to get into the playoff, the playing game in the bubble, where it didn't really matter what pick and roll coverage the other team was doing. He was either just pulling from a logo or driving past whoever his defender was, and that that's a big like, especially at the end of these games when they're just when the coaching is completely focused on Dame. They're like, all right, you got to do this, do this, do this. And he's just, no matter what it is, even if it's a, even if it's a trap, which is something that he struggled with, um, he's been able to figure it out. So Covington helps them um, with shooting as well, which is a big plus area for them um, with Gary Trent Jr. and uh, McCollum and Dame, like you mentioned. And then it's all about Carmelo as well. So. Yeah, Carmelo is, is is someone who's still chugging along. Um, he's I I, we, I think I don't think anyone expected him to be as good as he was last year, and he's if if nothing, he's he's still a reliable shooter. Um, 
So yeah, and he's like kind of taking that role, and he doesn't try to do too much over there. So it's, no, I mean, you know, the, the the rub on him always, and this happened to OKC. He was going to try to do too much, and he's he's been sort of the opposite in Portland. Fine, yeah. Lots hitting. He's hit a ton of clutch shots for them in some of those games. Um, and yeah, they may struggle to defend wings again. That's always been a problem for them. But um, they add Cantor to shore up the the front line. He he's someone who's he's very like situational. Um, but uh, even if, if Nurkic goes last time Nurkic went down he replaced Nurkic for them and um, helped them make the Western Conference Finals so um, sixth I'm assuming you have Dallas yeah did you have Dallas fifth I have Dallas fifth yeah and okay. I might have yeah. Dallas higher if not for Porzingis missing time at the beginning of the year um, if he wasn't I would have been very high on this team Um I think Luca is only getting better. There's nowhere to go but up with him. Um, he's so another he's one. an MVP candidate. This yeah, season. another one of those guys you could see the improvement throughout the year last year. Um, definitely an MVP candidate. I almost picked him over Jokic, but I decided yeah, not. Yeah. Thought their seed would be a little too low. They go. Get, they trade Seth Curry to Philly for Richardson. Um, Richardson gets gets them help on defense. Their offense didn't need any help. They were the best offense in the history of the league last year. Um, yeah, which is insane considering some of these teams that we've seen. But uh, still got a lot of shooting. Um, Porzingis and Luca, when healthy, were pretty devastating and almost beat the Clippers. Um, I think PJ Tucker for them is interesting. Um, just get another like sort of hard-nosed guy someone is a little bit tougher um they're not really a team that's known for their toughness and i think that's that's sort of led to them um being bad like the, their numbers and clutch time were like really bad last year and they lost they lost a ton of close games um and yeah it, and i was reading um i was reading the article uh on that uh, mike prada wrote like a like a big film review on it and like he was kind of talking about how they're like for them, their pace of play is like really like needs to be really deliberate. Um, and how like if they get their offense like start like their offensive set when it starts between 19 and 21 on the shot clock, they normally are able to get into their set and have that timing down to where Luca is able to kind of get and create the space, usually off some sort of pick and roll needed to be able to make the you know right read. Um, when they what happens in crunch time is they slow down a lot. Makes sense. Most yeah. teams slow down a lot. Um, and that just throws them off. Um, and, and that's something that, yeah, I mean, I, I think that when you add in a little bit better defense to that as well, I think it helps because now I think there's a little bit less pressure offensively as well. You play a little bit freer. You can probably play a little bit faster as well um, just because you're not as worried about giving up a bucket on the other end, which I think last year, like, you would see a lot of the time, like they had that one game with the Lakers that was just going back and forth because neither team could get a stop, you yeah. know, and, and Dallas struggles with getting stops down the stretch. So I'm expecting them to have a pretty good bench. Um, still got Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, you still have Jalen Brunson, who was sort of underrated last year. Dwight Powell is great. Um, pick and roll, sort of diving to the rim, which is sort of a lost art in today's NBA. But um, yeah, they're, they're a team that, can cause some damage in the playoffs just because Luca is a one-man army. Um, and, yeah, super super fun team to watch as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, funnily enough, I thought their bench was a little bit 
week, I guess. Um, I don't know how like good Trey Burke is going to be. Um, if, if he can kind of continue how good he was in the bubble, then like I, I think that that's a really solid backup option. Um, like you said, Jalen Brunson's good off the bench. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought they were a little bit thinner. Like I guess they weren't super deep last year either. Um, they basically just replaced Seth Curry with uh, with Josh Richardson, which I think is a plus. Plus they picked up James Johnson, who I don't know, noted or that's, vaunted that's, LeBron that's, stopper. Yeah, that's a toughness sign. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, where do you have the Rockets? Oh, I have them way down to eight. Okay, I have them seventh. I don't think there's much to be said here. We'll, we'll see what happens with Harden. I mean, Wallace looked Wallace looked good. Wood has looked good. Um, I'm gonna assume they have Harden for like at least like another month. But um, the the trade the trade market has just been weird on him. We can we can touch on the stuff that happened with Philly right now. Um, so the Rockets. It seemed like they leaked out that the Sixers were willing to trade Ben Simmons and they were talking about it. Um, and then Maury came back and said that they were not going to trade Ben Simmons. And a lot of people just said, a lot of people after he said that were like, oh, well, you said the same thing about Chris Paul and you traded him for Westbrook. I think that it's pretty clear that it was not his call to trade Chris Paul for Westbrook. I think he's smarter than that. Um, and I think the owner and Harden had a lot more to do with that than, especially Harden, than like the organization is probably willing to admit. Um, so I think he's serious about keeping Simmons. Um, and I, I, the the Raptors have offers to make, the Celtics have offers to make. Harden is going to open up his preferences a little more as the season goes on. I think that's pretty clear. Um, For sure. But yeah, with, with him, with him, they're a great team. I just, I just think once he's gone, it's going to drop off a big, a lot, and I, I don't expect them to keep him till at the latest, the deadline. I think he's going to get traded. He had that altercation in practice today with a bunch of his teammates. Um, he like I threw, didn't see that. He threw a ball at like Chris, at like not Chris Clemens because he's injured, but someone else. Um, okay. And, yeah, he's just like yelling at people basically. Uh, so it's not it's uh, not Kevin Butler type moment. Um, so you have your sons seventh, then, right? I do have my sons at seventh. I'm gonna let um, you wash. Yeah. Uh, so part of it is probably a little bit of bias, but um, I, I really do like this team. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is that I'll lead off with right off the bat is uh, I think this can be a top ten offensive team. And I think this will be a top ten defensive team. I don't th- yeah, um, I don't think having them seventh is biased. I think like having them fourth would be biased. Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty well, I almost I almost put them seventh too. I have them. Okay. Next. okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know a lot of uh, the pieces that we got this offseason are going to help a lot right away. Uh, Crowder. I mean, I, I don't think yeah anyone really needs an explanation on how much i love crowder uh, i've been so high on this guy since last year um and i think he fits in perfectly with this team uh this team i mean monty runs this 0.5 offense uh basically you just do everything in 0.5 seconds um and i think that that's pretty much the ideal 
for Jay Crowder. You don't really want him dribbling too much. You want him making quick decisions. Um, everyone on the team is pretty much capable of making quick decisions. Uh, Galloway uh, provides a super interesting look off the bench. Um, I think the depth for us uh, it could have been a little bit of an issue, but I, I think it's more or less taken care of. I think Javon Carter is uh, you know, kind of carved out playing time for himself with how good he is defensively and uh, he, he's a little bit more talented offensively than I think people think. He's just a little bit undersized, so maybe he doesn't quite get the space that he needs sometimes. Um, but he's a very talented offensive player as well. Can run the offense. Um, and like a four-man lineup of like Carter, Galloway, Crowder, Sarich, and then you add in a fifth of Cameron Payne, Etwan Moore. You have some options there with who you want to throw in there. Um, but I think it could be interesting to see how they play. I think there's a lot of shooting in that lineup. Um, our starting lineup, I don't know if Crowder is going to make it, but I mean, even with Cam Johnson, um, you know, in that with uh, Chris Paul, Booker, uh, you know, Cam, Mikhail Bridges, and Aiton, I think Aiton is probably the biggest worry in that lineup. Um, Aiton needs to be a big force inside. Um, he needs to start being our defensive anchor in a lot of ways um, because if we want a top 10 defense, like we have, I think all the other pieces are there. Uh, Booker has the effort. He just doesn't quite have the ability. Um, Chris Paul is a little bit older, but I mean, he's still a very solid defender. Um, and then our wing defense, like have fun scoring on Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder, um, you know, and so that's going to trouble everybody. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if Aiton anchors that lineup, uh, this is genuinely a top 10 defensive team. Uh, and, and Become and like I mean, if that happens, then I think a top seven seed is very feasible. Um, and with injuries, maybe we even move up a little bit further. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest weak point for us right now, uh, is behind Chris Paul, um, and honestly, behind Dem Booker, not a whole lot of great guards. Um, a lot of guys that could do the job. Um, I don't know if anyone really will. Uh, Carter, like I mentioned, uh, is probably the most feasible guy off the bench at a guard spot, but I don't know if he really truly is a point guard. Um, Cameron Payne is streaky at best. Uh, Etuan Moore, uh, pretty much the same thing, to be quite honest with you. I'm sure you saw a lot of him playing uh, when he was with New Orleans. I liked him, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you liked him a lot. Um, I feel like uh, like last year or a couple of years ago, um, you were pretty high on him. Um, it, if he can kind of – Any shooter, not much else. I just I... – Right. Um, so, I don't know. It, it's it, – the bench is a little bit iffy. Um, I know we just signed uh, Frank Kaminsky back again. Yeah, I did. Um, I think we – yeah, I think we saw how Jalen Smith was doing. Um, and we were like, all right, let's just have, keep Frank Kaminsky in there just as a backup option. Um, because yeah, I mean, our, our bigs are a little bit thin as well. Um, Sarich is a little bit undersized. Um, you can play him in like a small ball five, but it, it's not really ideal. Um, Frank Kaminsky's is an awful defender. Uh, Jalen Smith is just fresh. Um, so yeah, that, those are the, you know, this is not a team without problems for sure, but I think the starting lineup, uh, if we stay healthy is one of the best fives, um, in the NBA. Um, and I mean, Booker is definitely right on the cusp of, of becoming a, a superstar. And uh, yeah, I mean, he made his first all-star game last year. Um, I'm hoping for an all-NBA type season this year from him. Um, and I, I think he can do it. 
you know, especially with Chris Paul, like I think the spacing just opens up so much more for him um, than it was before. And Crowder can shoot. Mikhail Bridges is getting there. Um, and if we go a little bit smaller with Sarge, I, I think the spacing is going to be all, all there for him. Yeah, this might be the most fun team um, to watch. And like you said, the issue with them is there's a lot of question. There's a lot of question marks about Aiden um, still, and like sort sort of like can he step up? Um, and then the depth behind Chris Paul, I think, more so than the depth behind Devin Booker, is a, can can be an issue. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're I think they're in the plan the the plan for sure. I would expect them to win the plan versus whoever they're going to play. So uh, ninth, I have the Warriors. Um, I think Curry, yeah, you know, he can be, yeah, he, he can be a super, he can be a supernova. He can be lights out. We'll see him tonight. Um, they're not going to be, they're going to be without Draymond tonight, who could be washed up. I don't really know. <laughs> um, he's slimmed down a lot, but the Warriors, uh, they're, they're going to be an athletic team with Wiggins, Oubre, Wiseman, uh, Bazemore that I think if they, I think if they run a lot, um, could have a little bit more success relative to sort of slowing it down. Um, but the, the overarching thing here is if, if Steph gets injured, if Steph misses like really like any time, they're just going to be terrible. Um, he, he's so, he does so much for them. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm pretty low on them um, compared to probably most people. I think you are too. Yeah, and, and this is not a great shooting lineup. Um, you know, Uwe is a little bit inconsistent, um, streaky. Draymond uh, isn't ever really going to shoot it. Um, even Andrew Wiggins, I have a lot of question marks about. Um, and I don't think that, you know, this is – their offense is going to look a lot different this year. Um, and Steph is going to – even if Steph plays the entire season – He's going to have to do a lot of different things. I don't think the off-ball movement is going to be nearly as good as it used to be. Um, it's going to be a little bit more slow. It's going to be a little bit more stagnant, and I think that's going to hurt the way that Steph is going to get his shots as well. Um, you know, he is going to be the main focus, um, more so than he ever has been in the past, I think, because he has no Clay Thompson to take pressure off him. Um, he doesn't really have, you know, obviously doesn't have Durant anymore. Um, so yeah, this team, uh, I don't want to say they're going to struggle, but, uh, you know, a play-in game is going to be tough for them to get into. And, and if they're trying to break into the top six in the West, like that is going to need a Curry, another Curry unanimous MVP. Curry's going to have to average like 35 a game. Do that. Yeah. I think that's a little unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, next up, I have the Pelicans. Um, and I'll hit on I'll hit on uh, I went to the Bucks Pelicans game, and I'll start with that. Um, yeah, it was it was weird the experience overall. Um, not a lot of people there, obviously, uh, but they add some like crowd noise in, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, so that was that was a little strange, but uh, I thought Zion looked really really good. Um, he was sort of just posting up whoever it was guarding him. And, you know, maybe he can't do that against Giannis if he was playing. But um, he, he was posting up whoever it was and just sort of like getting to the rim in an instant, following his own shots with dunks. The offense looked a lot more fluid, a lot more movement. Uh, Lonzo looked very confident. That was probably my biggest takeaway from the game. Uh, Lonzo just looking way more confident in shooting threes. And he came out pretty hot in this game. Um more so than he was in the bubble with the confidence factor. 
Um, lots of offensive rebounding. Ingram looked good. Um, I think their offense is going to be better than expected, even. Uh, the defense is where the question marks start to come in. Can Zion stay healthy? Even if he's healthy, how could he? How good can he be on defense? Same thing goes with Ingram. Um, I think Bledsoe, if, if nothing, he can bring some defensive value. Adams is the same way. Uh, but, yeah, I, I expect them to make the play-in. Um, I do think Zion's going to be able to have some, some – I think he's going to be able to average somewhere somewhere in the 20s for points, um, 20, and, 20 and 10 maybe. Uh, he's, he's that good of a scorer. And once he, once he gets going towards the rim, it's basically foul him or give him a layup. And that, that's, that's not <laughs> two, – those two options are just – that's where I am. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to add to that. Um, I think this is definitely one of the more exciting young teams to look at. Um, and I think that they have, uh, you guys are probably a little bit deeper than, than people think. Because, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you guys might even have Reddick off the bench this year, right? Yeah, Reddick's coming off the um, bench, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, Josh Hart yeah. off the bench, too. Um, so, you know, yeah. there's. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wild cards in this team, but yeah, I, it, they're one of the most confusing teams to predict to project. Um, I have them above the Grizzlies, so I have eleventh. Um, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. is missing the start of the season. I just think that's going to be the the Becky Yeah, the, the, the dagger for them. Um, yeah, well, they don't have a whole lot of shooting. Early. Yeah, they don't have a lot of shooting outside of him. Um, uh, yeah, I have Kings 12th, Spurs 13th, Wolves 14th, and the Thunder last. Um, so I, yeah, I have a little bit different. I have the Wolves 12, uh, Kings 13, San Antonio 14. Um, I, I really like the San Antonio team could be very, very bad. Um, but uh, they're they're gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, just see how a lot of the young guards develop, and they have a lot of young guards. Um, so that could be interesting to, to just keep an eye on uh, for the future. But I, I think this is really, um, you know, pop on his way out, just kind of teach whoever is going to be the next head coach the ropes, um, kind of get them in with a new team. And this is full on rebuild uh, for the Spurs. Um, for the Kings, uh, they could be fun in transition, I guess. Um, that's about it. Uh, Halliburton watch for you, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, yeah, the Kings aren't super exciting. Um, and then, yeah, the Wolves, I mean, the talent is there. They have D'Lo, they have Cat. Um, I worry about Cat. Um, I really do. I don't, like, he's got a lot going on outside of playing basketball right now. Um, I don't think this is his priority. Um, and I don't blame him for not making this his priority right now. Um, you know, if he has a great season, that I mean, like it, yeah, like that would be incredible um, with what he's going through. But uh, uh, Timberwolves, it's not a super exciting team. I think they're a clear step below some of the teams that are going to make the play-in games, um, unless we see just incredible strides um, from, like, say, Jared Culver um, or Anthony Edwards, but. Yeah, I just don't see a whole lot. And then, uh, yeah, the Thunder roster, dude, that is terrible. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. it's – yeah, it's SGA and then, like, oh, God. So, <laughs> that is a few years away. But yeah, uh, that's all we got on that. Awards? 
Yeah, uh, let's recap. Let's recap our top our top oh. ten real quick. Um, I'll I'll go first. I have Nuggets at one, Lakers at two, Clippers at three, Jazz at four, Mavericks five, Blazers sixth, Rockets seventh, Suns eighth, Warriors ninth, and then Pelicans at ten. Um, so I'm pretty similar. Uh, I got Nuggets one, Lakers two, uh, Clippers at three, Utah four, uh, Portland five, Dallas six. Phoenix seventh, uh, Houston eighth, and then Golden State ninth, and New Orleans tenth. Okay, so on to awards for the regular season. Um, both of us have Jokic for MVP. We sort of outlined the case earlier when we were talking about the Nuggets, but just him being himself and being uh, best player on the quote unquote best team in the West um, should be enough. Yeah, should yeah. and voter fatigue for Giannis is primary. Yeah, there, yeah, there's going to be some voter fatigue for Giannis. Him winning would mean it would be his third straight. It's not something that you see very often. And um, even if he puts up numbers that are similar to last year, you would think that they want to go in a different direction. Uh, defensive player of the year, I have Ben Simmons. Um, he, I think he was second or third in voting last year. Uh, I just don't want to give it to Gobert again. And I, I, I think that he may have to do a little more on the Sixers. Um, and when we were talking about the Sixers, we didn't mention Tobias Harris at all, but I, which I think is pretty funny considering how much we hate him. But <laughs> like, we literally like we went we went to like all the way to like Cork Mass. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Simmons is going to be able to lock down some dudes on defense. Um, who do you have for that? Uh, I have Giannis. Um, I don't think they're going to give him MVP, so they'll give him a defense player of the year as some sort of compensation. Um, I think he is probably going to be the leading defense uh, in the NBA. Uh, if the Lakers have leading defense in the NBA, I think they'll be a pretty big case for Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got Giannis for that. Uh, but there is, I mean, yeah, like Ben Simmons, I thought should have won it last year. Um, I would love for him to win it at some point. This year would be great. Uh, but, yeah. Sixth man of the year, I have Gallinari for Atlanta. I think he's been able to score in bunches off the bench for them. Um, I don't know. I didn't think about this one too hard. I, I just think <laughs> he's going to be able to put up some numbers, um, especially if he gets to play with Trey Young. Um, yeah. More of them. Um, yeah. I, I had Jordan Clarkson. Um, he's going to be the main guy off the bench for Utah. Um, he got plenty of time last year. Uh, he's probably the third or fourth best guy off the bench last year in the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I think he, uh, a lot of the guys are probably going to be, uh, you know, taking a step back uh, that are that were ahead of him last year. I think Lou Williams is taking a step back. Uh, I think Dennis Schroeder is probably just going to have less of a role. He might even be starting. Uh, and then Montrez, I think, probably regresses a little bit. Um, so I think Clarkson ends up taking it. Rookie of the year, I have Obi Toppin of the Knicks. You really like him. <laughs> yeah, the team's going to be terrible. I, I just think <laughs> they're be able to put up numbers. That's about it. I almost went with Halliburton here, but I don't think they're going to – I don't think he's going to have, like – The numbers. <laughs> He's going to be able to fill up the stat sheet, but the scoring is going to be there. Yeah. Um, I had Killian Hayes, a sort of similar uh, idea, bad team. Um, he, they're probably just going to give him the keys at some point, I would hope. Um, Cole Anthony was my other, like, option. I almost put him in there first, but uh, I just don't know if he's going to get enough playing time. 
um, especially if Orlando is like really fighting for a playoff spot and Fultz ends up being worth his money. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to play. Yeah, Lamelo was my was probably my runner up there just because the the viral moment. Charles, yeah. Um, most improved, I put Ananobi um, of the Raptors. I think I probably put him last year too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think if, just, if he can add a little off the dribble, that would go a long way since he's basically like the model for 3 and D right now. Um, well, I went with uh, my model for 3 and D, Mikkel Bridges. Yeah. Um, I'm, expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting him to uh, take a big step up, at least on the offensive end. If his shooting gets a lot better, then I think the numbers will come. Um, I think that he can become a really good scorer for us. And yeah, I mean, the defense is already there. Uh, it's only getting better. Uh, we're going to be more in the national spotlight this year as well, so I think he'll benefit from that. Who do you have for Coach of the Year? Uh, I got Mike Malone, leader of the number one Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think that will be enough to get him Coach of the Year. Yeah. I struggle with this one. Um, I almost put Monty Williams for Phoenix, but I just don't think them being seven. They won't be high enough seed. Yeah, they won't be high enough seed. No. So I went with Tyron Liu. Um if the Clippers yeah. can sort of exceed expectations there and maybe grab the two seed from the from the Lakers, uh, but I don't really know on that one. Executive of the year, we both have uh, Sean Marks from the Nets getting Kyrie and Katie. Um, I think that's a pretty easy pick there. Yeah, I mean they always kind of give it to somebody. That makes yeah, they, they get it to <laughs> the best free agent basically. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, now we're gonna run to the playoffs. Um, not going to do like too much analysis here since I think we talked about each team a lot. Um, teams, this is about to, this is, we're almost hitting the two hour mark here. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to go through this rather quickly. Um, all right. So the seating, the, we have differences in seating. So the matchups are going to be a little different, but, um, for me, I have the Bucks beating the Wizards in five games. Um, I have the Heat over the Pacers, sweeping them for the second straight year. That's the two seed over the seventh seed there. Um, first upset for me is going to be the Sixers, who are the sixth seed for me, over the three seed Celtics, just because of the matchup. Um, I have that going six games. Um, and then I have... The fifth seeded Nets beating the fourth seeded Raptors in six games. Um, who, what's your first round in the East? Um, so I have uh, Milwaukee beating Atlanta. I, I gave them five games because I think so. Atlanta's probably just going to get hot for one game and be able to win. Uh, and then Boston over Indiana. Uh, Boston, the two seed over Indiana, the seven seed in five games. Brooklyn, the three seed over Toronto, the six seed in six games. Miami, the four seed beating Philadelphia, the five seed in seven games. I went all chalk. Okay. <clears throat> um, moving on, the second round for me, I've got the Bucks over the Nets in seven. Um, I do think that I really agonized on that one. Um, <laughs> I think that, that that's a toss up. You would think, like, if the seeding had played out differently for me, those would probably be my my teams in the conference finals, but. And then I have the Heat over the Sixers in six. So we're going to have Bucks Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals for me. Again. Um, so I have it the other way around. So I have Milwaukee beating Miami in six games. Uh, and then Brooklyn beating Boston in seven uh, to set up basically your Milwaukee-Brooklyn series, which I gave to Milwaukee in seven games as well. Okay, so you're having 
So you're having Milwaukee coming out east. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I do too. Um, I have them beating, for me, I have them beating the Heat in six, getting their revenge. Uh, yeah. So both of us have Milwaukee in the finals. Let's move on to the west. Um, I think we're going to differ more here and it'll be more, maybe more. Yeah. Um, I have the Nuggets over the Pelicans, who are the 10th seed in me, for me in five games. Then I have the Lakers over the Warriors. Or no, I have the Lake. Uh, it should be the Suns, rather. Uh, I messed that yeah. up. Lakers over Suns in six. Um, the Clippers, the three seed over the six seed Blazers in six. And then the Jazz at the four seed over the fifth seeded Mavericks in seven. Okay, so I'm a. We're actually like we're close because I have Denver over New Orleans, um, the 10 seed in six games. Uh, this is where my bias showed. I have the Lakers over Phoenix in seven games. Um, if we go seven with the Lakers, I'll be ecstatic. That is like hang a banner worthy. Uh, um, the Clippers, the Clippers over Dallas, which is the three-six matchup. Uh, I think the Clippers are going to beat Dallas in seven games, um, but I have uh, year four Luca with revenge on his mind coming. So 2021, 2022, I'm already picking Dallas to win the championship that year. Oh. Um, and then I have yeah, yeah, that's a take. And then I have, uh, or at least make the finals. And then I have Utah beating Portland in six games uh, in the four or five. All right. Um, second round for me, I have big upset. I have the Jazz over the Nuggets in seven. Um, yes, I do too. Do you really? <laughs> yes. All right, sweet. Let's go. I looked over some of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Jazz over Nuggets in six. Yeah. I have the Lakers over five and seven. Okay, I have the Lakers over the Clippers in six, um, getting the matchup okay. wanted for the last two years there. Yeah. So uh, I have that series going seven, but same deal, Lakers over Clippers. And then I have in the conference finals of the Lakers ending the Jazz's magical run in six. So yeah. Lakers, Bucks, yeah. finals. Um, exact same thing for me. Yeah. Well, which who do you have? I have the Bucks in six. Okay, I have the Lakers. Ooh, in six. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, it's so far down the road. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's actually we were actually more similar than I thought. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that Jazz was gonna be like wild, but it really no, like, no, no, no. I love this Jazz team, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Um, well, that should end it for possibly the longest podcast ever. Um, Who's your finals MVP? Oh, I have LeBron. Okay, I'll be honest. I think, okay. I think Davis will be neutralized by Giannis a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. Um, but that is – all of this stuff is so far away. Um, enjoy the season tonight. We've got Warriors, Nets. Um, just excited like to see. Clippers. We've got, I've actually found out that Paul George is playing – Okay, perfect. Uh, first game, so that makes that a lot a lot more appetizing. So um, enjoy the season. We've got a long road ahead of us, but um, should be great. All right.